Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, the 19th of January, 2023. In the climate today where history is being rewritten and expunged, Robert E. Lee is demonized as a traitor and champion of slavery. That is not a fair treatment. First, it's not reasonable to force a widely respected gentleman of another era to conform to the standards over two centuries later. If you think it's wise to revise history, just see which parties have taken that path across time. History should be studied in context with all of its warts. Few ideas are truly new, and we should study history to see where mistakes have been made and try not to repeat the process. Rewriting history is one of the worst mistakes man can make. Robert E. Lee was from a respected Virginia family. He was a graduate of West Point with a long career in the U.S. military. In fact, Lincoln offered him a command in the Union Army. But the principled Lee considered loyalty to his state of Virginia his highest priority. That simple concept is extremely hard for us to comprehend in America today. Lee did not see himself as an American in today's context, but a Virginian. Lee would have been 216 years old today, that is about the time my third or fourth great-grandfathers were born in Virginia and North Carolina. Most folks have not traced their family back that far and cannot say where they would have stood on issues of the day. Thomas Edison turns the lights on in Rossell, New Jersey, 140 years ago. Rossell was the first electric lighting system to employ overhead wires. The American Civil Liberties Union is founded in 1920. While the organization's goals sound noble, they have in recent times been weaponized against common American values. The case is they have fallen into the idea that the First Amendment means the government should be void of any religion. That has been further extended to most any public expression of religion. Howard Hughes sets an air record by flying from Los Angeles to New York in 7 hours, 28 minutes, and 25 seconds. That is in 1937, well before the major gains in aviation during World War II. Today, a commercial flight takes just under 6 hours. Singer Dolly Parton is 77 today. She was just 20 years old when she began singing professionally. While she is known to be at the highest level of A-list stars, extremely successful, and grossly over the top in her stage persona, in her private life she seems to have remained down-to-earth, quite loyal to her mountain roots. She has been married for decades to a man who's hardly known to her fans. Another southern lady that has not weathered as well, Paula Dean is 76. The I Love Lucy show has a problem in 1953. The star, Lucille Ball, is pregnant in real life, so the writers just write it into the script. On this night in 1953, the episode where she gives birth is watched on almost three-quarters of the sets in America. This makes Desi Arnaz Jr. 70 years old today. For the first 40 years, he dabbled in acting, but has been pretty quiet since 1992. President Eisenhower holds the first televised presidential news conference in 1955. 64% of the American homes had television sets by this time. In 1950, it was a paltry 9%. By the end of the decade, it was above 88%. The first episode of The Dick Van Dyke Show was filmed in 1963. While we instantly connect the show with the title star, Dick Van Dyke, it was the creation and a bit autobiographical of Carl Reiner. Reiner had written the first 13 episodes in 1958, 
calling it Head of the Family. He occasionally appeared on the show as host Alan Brady. The phrase, when you know where freezes over, is used to imply something will never happen. In 1977, the folks in far southern Florida and the Bahamas were no longer sure. Snow was reported in both places for the first time. The last German-built Volkswagen Beetle rolls off the assembly line in 1978. The iconic car will be built for another 25 years in Latin America. The initial design was pushed by Adolf Hitler, with Porsche and Mercedes-Benz on the design teams. After over a year and a half, the Iranians agreed to release 52 American hostages just hours before Ronald Reagan is to become president. I do not think that is a coincidence. Reagan's personality would not have been pushed around like Carter had been. Maybe one of the least popular Apple products ever, the Lisa is released in 1983. It featured a graphical interface, mouse, and a whopping 5 meg hard drive. The downfall was a $10,000 price tag equivalent to $27,000 today. Central Indiana was in the deep freeze in 1994. New Whiteland records the lowest temperature in the state's history, minus 36 degrees Fahrenheit. New Whiteland is a bit south of Indianapolis. The FBI seizes the domain names and shuts down the site Mega Upload in 2012. At issue was improper sharing of copyrighted material. Al Gore spoke to the World Economic Forum yesterday. Parts sounded like a lunatic rant. Here is a more lucid moment. In my country, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which is primarily a climate uh, act, $369 billion, which will actually be much larger than that because the heavy lifting is done by tax credits that uh, are very long-term, some of them actually open-ended, uh, and the early investments that have already been triggered by it uh, give a great deal of reason, uh, many reasons for b believing it's going to be much larger than $369 billion. So I'm very encouraged by that. $369 billion, primarily for climate change? That is nearly $1,000 per person in the U.S. spent, on top of all the other spending Washington does. One of the concepts that's being pushed is the world going vegan. Folks, there are very few vegan sources of protein, and they are primarily beans and soy. Cattle and the class of animals known as ruminants can produce proteins from grass. Humans cannot. Animal proteins tend to be more complex. Plant proteins tend to be lacking one or more amino acids. Forcing the world to vegan would cause massive malnutrition. Hockey is in the news, or at least Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Pavarov on Tuesday, the Flyers had a pride game where the gear during warm-ups featured the co-opted rainbow to show support. Provorov skipped warm-ups in opposition to the display. First off, why have professional sports become a forum for any number of protests? There are so many angles to this story. Pavarov is getting paid four and three-quarters million dollars this season to play a game. One side of the logic says for that kind of money, he should toe the line of the party putting him into the corporate tax bracket. The other is, at the heart of this whole discussion is a basic moral issue and the further dialogue of how much of this should be aired in public. There are good people who are passionate on both sides, but today only one side is allowed to be proactive. The way this discussion is being slanted in one direction is bordering on Marxist authoritarianism. 
it really extends beyond the LGBTQ plus M-O-U-S-E discussion. The left will use the same tactics in any arena they choose. The common thread is that those arenas are nearly always counter to traditional American values that would promote self-restraint and self-discipline. We know the conditions that have a long track record of growing kids into emotionally healthy, productive adults. That would benefit society. Yet these ideals are suppressed and lampooned in favor of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Lustful indulgence for the short term versus personal restraint in favor of the long term. I thought that was the perfect definition of an adult. That's history and comment for the 19th day of January. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.